Hey, friends and fans of the Bulldog Sports Show. This is CG Hawk, joined by CG Bang the Bull, recording on a beautiful wintry day here in January. And this is a special. We use the word special probably too much on this program, but this special double XL, so special times two episode. And it will focus on the NWSL 2021. Draft, DJ Benny Bull will lead off with a very interesting article from The Guardian that they t- interviewed Hope Solo, one of the most famous goalkeepers. And then finally, we'll also discuss the United States women's team's match against Colombia in a friendly where they dominated, which was to be expected. So first we'll begin with Hope Solo's interview. As a preface, that let's be real. Today is a special day, and not just any ordinary winter day. January it is the twentieth January, which is traditionally the day where a certain uh, event happens, and the ceremony of the day is inauguration day. to keep really unite and more importantly heal so here we go with hope solo this is courtesy of the guardian and i first saw this source i believe the original source was somewhere else but yeah this was also by them they have a football section this was from a week ago roughly it was from january 12th and it focuses on Hope Solo going over the history of the team that she's part of, the U.S. Women's National Team, and their culture. And the headline does read that Hope Solo says she was bullied in USWNT's Privileged Mean Girls Club. Yes, you, read, you heard that right. She said privileged. And more on that in a little bit. So the basis it comes around that um, the GK is saying that the environment made her tougher. Those said the long fight for equal pay must continue. So if you don't know, Hope Solo had a legendary career. She's had exactly 202 appearances for the U.S. team, and uh, her career is unmatched. Um, She last appeared, uh, you know, she's considered one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time, and last appearing in 2016. So, with that, it started on this, uh, so for her, uh, she has outright said that she's encountered hostility after first entering the national team back in 2000 and uh, national team setup. And this all uh, she revealed in BBC's The Players Podcast. So British, British uh, Broadcasting. Uh, and she appeared alongside teammate and current 
his former teammate and current megastar, Carly Lloyd, who is captain of Sky Blue FC. So, the Mean Girls Club, as she said, were on that. She says, when you grow up on the national team, there was a Mean Girls Club. It was a Mean Girls Club. Most players have come from rich, white families. That is the culture of the United States women's national team. It is a very privileged white culture. I remember Carly and I always talking about the culture. And they said, they've seen this, uh, that, that. We have to change this culture. Carly and I were very welcoming. We weren't bullies. We were very nice to the young kids coming in. But I think it's because we were bullied. I just look at them, too, as just, you know, two of the goats and myself. I don't, I can't see them acting any different because they were bullied weren't going to be nice, like, I totally could see them being that way, you know, I mean, they might, you know, make complaints or different, you know, might say some snarky comment, like, with their words, so, like, I'm sure that, you know, being mean is just another level, and, you know, like, what I get from this article is that, you know, they, not just with the mean comments that, you know, the teammates made back in the day, though, probably they don't mention here, you know, physical uh, abuse or bullying, too. Um, I can totally see that. And so I definitely don't excuse, don't condone that for any sport. Um, Sportsmanship is definitely lost when that happens. And we are just hearing of that, you know, just a little bit shocking because, you know, the 1999 team squad with that, you know, as one of the GOAT sports teams just in of, in any sport of all time, right? So um, do I feel like that kind of tarnishes things? You know, I don't believe it will, though. It's just that you know, this is leading into, ironically, the next year when Solo did join. So I'm sure that means that the culture was always like that at least, um, you know, with that squad. And it led into uh, the 2000s uh, era for the team. And so from what I know, you know, it's completely different now. And for the better, especially, it was definitely needed. Um, I believe that movement started after they joined the team. And that, yeah, that's, they definitely transcended having them like that as, you know, win or lose. No more winning than losing. They're just being uh, one of the best, to be honest, one of the best soccer teams uh, in the world, right? So just uh, regardless of gender. So continuing on with this, uh, we mentioned the Ninos and such. Um, continued uh, that we always wanted to change that culture. Ultimately, I'm not sure we succeeded. And next part. Um, She goes on, people were not nice to us. People were not welcoming, but they didn't invite you to sit at the dinner table. It was really difficult growing up on the national team for me. 
in a social aspect as well as learning the game. So that part, um, that's not a team, like really like a team is one that is collectively uh, together at all times, you know, that day, you know, during game day, during practice, just a union, right? So it seems to me that the fact that they weren't welcoming at first just kind of told you, you know, you kind of see the writing on the wall, as they say. Just, you know, we have the advantage of social media today on Twitter, uh, Insta especially, right, Uh, that we're able to see Know, photographs, different images of the national team, just right now being very uh, close, you know, tight-knit, close together, you know, they eat together and train together, like, always. This looks like they're, you know, still very competitive, though they are st- very uh, close together and, uh, you know, very, you know, welcoming of any nature that, I believe they have that versus how they were back then. So, yeah, definitely uh, the goal is to evolve you know, the game and also, you know, the coaching back then. So I, I do have hope that it, it has changed. Um, though, you know, seeing that, like, honestly, that they say majority, if not majority is still um, just by virtue of the makeup of the roster is white still, right? So it's up to them to to not, you know, give off that sort of vibe anymore. And I believe they, uh, you know, we, we've seen, like, major changes, you know, probably not completely, you know, who knows what goes completely on behind the scenes, though. We have seen a huge influx and changes now. Welcoming, you know, allowing uh, someone who is, you know, part of not necessarily North America, though they come from South America, you know, hence the CONCACAF uh, deal and all that. Uh, we've had like South American foreign athletes um, be able to sign with the team. Uh, and those recent changes uh, make the team. They're not, they're not part of the National Women's Soccer League, yet they're able to join and they're considered uh, foreign uh, or just like international star uh, still. So technically, you know, it's really one nation, one team. So regardless of background, you know, I believe that's a good move that they have been progressive and just, uh, you know, as as some say, you know, they can, <laughs> they, they, they want to have anyone, anyone they could take, though, like, you know, that's how the and then just uh, works in terms of national teams. Uh, I do enjoy that they've been uh, more welcoming, you know, being able, like the chemistry, that's another deal. Uh, just being able to be respectful and right. just eliminating the bullying, you know, it's, that's, that's what we need right now, right? So. Well said. I think that's a great. Um, Transition. Have, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I have more on this though because it does have uh, more issues that she mentions. Uh, so, we can go on to the next part. 
So for her, like I mentioned on there, that she says the tough environment on the national team wasn't entirely detrimental. So on that, um, she also says it is a much more open and welcome environment now. So like I said, easier transition. I, I also don't think it helps build character in a lot of these younger athletes. They do have the road paved for them a lot of the time. I have a lot of older coaches, close friends of mine in Division One soccer, a lot of them don't know how to coach the younger generation anymore. So, yeah, I guess there's that there's that invisible lie of how to kind of, you know, cinch it in, right? Like, you know, like your coach, like telling them, you know, the hard way if they, you know, make their mistakes versus, you know, being, like, disrespectful while being uh, respectful at the same time, right? So just, uh, you kind of push them the same way you used to. And, you know, being very competitive, somebody like Carly, you have to carry to them and say, put a different environment. I don't think it's always a good thing. And create some softer athletes. I'm actually with her on that. As rough that, as rough as that sounds, it, it is reality, right? So I still thought you still have some of that is all right. You know, just don't be a bully, right? So you know, that competitiveness, that like, edge that you, you know, kind of push it is just fine. You know, just set things in that way. And so what she's her advice to the players, she says that tells the young players, you guys have it a bit easier. It is much more of a welcome environment for them to come into now. Before you were fighting, clawing your way up. So yeah, that's what she means. They made the the fact that the teammates made the road to succeeding within the team harder, and that is uh, toxic. If you ask me, but that's what made the team great for so many years. It was not easy. So with that, uh, Lloyd, like I said, Sky Blue, Sky Blue FC. She's made three hundred appearances. The national team, and she admitted uh, admitted she had been reduced to tears by other players when first jumping on board on the national team. That is upsetting. And then Solo said that the environment did help toughen her up. So the next part is uh, so Lloyd said, I believe that I had didn't ever have a shot at ever uh, earning a starting spot. 2017 all the way up to 2019 and it's incredible that in 2019 I know she was taken out of the starters lineup for some reason and that was a coach steal move I believe that was I know that they want to get the younger players or the new players more of a shot though like you know you don't put out one of your best players like that you know especially when this kind of, I guess, the changing of the guy, like, really, it's, you know, you need someone like that, so, I mean, at that time, they had Rapino, they had Morgan still, uh, well, for the last time in 2019, I don't believe we'll get, you know, Morgan on for a while at this point, though, yeah, like, completely, they had more than one option, this is there, right, so, 
they it was all right. They're like under you know Vladko, Coach Vladko right now. Uh, she she's in you know she's back in, and uh, so that yeah that's the right move. And she went on a public state that I should be have been out there, should have been playing more. I also stuck by my teammates and respected the competition as an athlete. I know I could have made a difference. I know I could have helped. I want people to have the mind, that mindset. I should hang up the boots if I'm okay with playing 10 minutes. So, yeah, that's just, you know, fighting for what you earned. And while not, like, bringing down the locker room, I believe is what she means. So, yeah, just to cap it all off after Lloyd 300 caps, the national team I mentioned, uh, that just uh, a quick brief is that what the real fight is for is for the U.S. Women's National Team. They recently secured conditions, uh, that being travel, accommodations, just like the male counterparts, and fighting for equal pay, that more work needs to be done upset that status quo and so solo US left off with that you know the talk with meeting with Congress and US Senate uh, that she's tired of just talking about it uh, she's looking for change she's turned that corner and I don't want to give up say something about it, which is very remarkable. Uh, the fight is not over. Uh, they stand to it. And that power don't want to give, give them equal pay. That uh, they will have to fight for it. Um, and that she actually just kind of pushed it a little more, <laughs> suggesting that from her teammates, uh, needs to be doing more to address the issue. And, yeah, basically the entire roster, the core, the last five years, we've seen, uh, you know, all our familiar players that we know and love have been the ones at the front of this. So, yeah, I'm actually with her. That, you know, they should, you know, all come together past, you know, we've seen that former players, they become like, for example, for the L.A. Uh, team, the new NWSL uh, team, I believe they ended up going with the Angel City FC name, and yeah, them being the investors for it, you know, that's part of the move, they're like, yeah, truly, like, you know, all former players, all legends should jump on board, um, and yeah, there's hope, because I, I do believe that eventually we're going to see it. But we're not there yet. Let's stand up together and be strong together and make sacrifices. And that hasn't been done yet. I so. believe there there is hope. And as a fan, I'm not a woman, but as a fan, I can hope that things will be sorted out in the future. True. Yeah, you don't have to be of the same gender to really associate, right? It's It's... 
it's a no-brainer, really. Just the fact that you can put out, no matter like in sports, whatever profession, someone have the opportunity to attain, to obtain the job, of course, obtain the position, like that is not good enough. You know, like for if you know to talk about wanting people to be successful, you know that that comes with you know paying them for the work that they they do, right? So it's it's totally natural to be able to be fair to you know no matter who enters that locker room or who enters that office door, who enters that you know really your own home, right? If you're working uh, remotely and so at least you know the population is doing that so they kind of avoid the like it just no matter where you are uh, environment that you're working in uh, you know, because part of it is the one should should earn right so they uh, yeah I believe this is a good spot to transition but yeah just We'll continue talking about this. Yes, we will. All right. We just finished the very enlightening and a subject about women's soccer. I honestly had no clue that the toxic... Nature was going on behind the scenes, but DJ Benedable, the very skilled researcher he was, was able to find this Hope Solo article and bring it to light. Now to more positive, we're going to talk about the 2021 NFL Draft, and how it's going to go is I chose 10 players that we'll talk about, and... Of the ten, seven of them compromise the Houston Dash and Chicago Red Stars, our two teams that we cover. And then the other three are the number one, two, three draft picks. And there's various reasons why I chose them. We'll get to when we get to them. So the first on the board, the number one overall pick from Racing Louisville FC, their first pick in their franchise history was Emily Fox. From the University of North Carolina. A little bit about Emily Fox. She's a Tar Heel. Like Kobe White. Michael Jordan. All the big names. Historic history of the University of North Carolina. And Emily Fox. You might recognize her name. Or know her more. Compared to some of these players. And that is because she's currently a member. Of the United States Women's National Team. Yeah, and she has been part of the under-20s uh, uh, under the U.S. from uh, 015 to 18. So nothing new to her. She's only once now arrived uh, in the last two years uh, since graduating uh, from the under-20s. Uh, and at that time, she made 33 appearances and had three goals. So she's definitely a familiar face. Yeah. One of the youngest um, still on part of the team. Uh, I believe just about a year, if not, uh, yeah, the same year actually as uh, Red Star Tiana Davidson. 
Yes, Emily is a defender like Tarana Davidson. She is, according to CBS.com, a versatile outside back. She'll bring that defense and versatility to Racing Louisville FC, which I think is a good pick for them. They've shored up their offense in variety of trades and expansion draft picks, so getting a new defender won't hurt. Joining Savannah McCaskill and many others. Yuki. MVP. 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 Indeed. Love that chance. I'm sure somewhere Montel Octavius Porter, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, MVP is somewhere smiling. He retweeted me uh, when I said, oh, bring back, uh, man, they got a company, you should bring back your uh, newer, if it makes sense, your newer uh, old team, like where you left off before you left the the, the place, and then he retweeted that, and made things happen because he came back at the Royal Rumble, what, last year? And as a surprise, and he, like, had desired to retire, and then, like, you know, he got, like, a role as a, what they call a producer, a road agent. Like, they're really hands-on back backstage whatnot. So they can make, like, decisions. And then, like, oh, they want to be on the TV. And then, so, yeah, continue wrestling. And eventually, it, it was brought back, like, in the middle of the year. So. But, yeah, the, the namesake MVP doesn't really come up. The next pick is number two. From the Washington Spirit, from the uh, Washington State University, Trinity Rodman. Speaking of Kobe White, yeah. How about a uh, Bulls legend? Uh, ESPN, I know, was jumping on it naturally, as they do. <laughs> I know I got a notifier by ESPN and they made this uh, a headline. And yeah, she's going to the Washington Spirit. Uh, daughter of the Dennis Rodman, Trinity Rodman, going to make a name for herself as uh, if, she, if she hasn't already coming from Washington. And yeah, I'm definitely excited for this one. Uh, I am too. Qualities and skills uh, does she have uh, to offer? And I don't know if anyone knows, but the Washington Spirit are probably my third favorite team, so doesn't hurt for her to go there. Emily Sonnet. I don't even know if Emily Sonnet is going at this point. I believe she's been traded multiple times within the same year. Already lost track. Yeah, she she is definitely uh, uh, no spirit, if you will, of Washington. And, yeah, uh, tell tell everyone a little bit more about... uh, I don't have any more on her, just that she's the daughter of Dennis Rodman, very excited to see how she performs in NWSL, and it's always impressive when someone might have a famous dad, famous mom, and they practice unbelievably hard, unbelievably just every day, all day, every day, and she's made it to the pinnacle, getting drafted second overall in the NWSL draft. Yeah, 
SU, which comes from, they're known as the Cougars. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, um, she's listed as, uh, I have a little bit, because uh, not much. So yeah, uh, Warren Hearn is a rising star, retired on the U.S. track and youth national team. So she's actually trained under the, uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, youth national team camps. And uh, now draft pick. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, they listed her 18, which I don't know if, Maybe. if it's accurate for today because this, the source is under CNN and the date in 2021. So, uh, oh, yes, I can actually confirm that she is born in 2002. So. Yeah, she is. Uh, it's kind of weird because if you look in their wiki article, it's a uh, very uh, has uh, some sort of issue. Oh, maybe it got. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it's just, yeah. It takes you to like, oh, this there is a draft for this article. So yeah, they're writing. And like, it's not. They, they don't confirm that she's like oh well, like, oh two I'm the youngest they're like they put O two slash O three so like they don't she know. might be eighteen or nineteen or whatnot. Nonetheless though, yeah, she's definitely one of the youngest um, to make it to end of us, I believe for I don't know the longest because I know it's a common thing in Mexico, um, in, you know, internationally, um, you know, even in Europa, you know, like in the European leagues, uh, Premier League, uh, probably less so in Premier League, though, yeah, just in the European scene, uh, Australia, uh, you don't be shocked that, you know, you can find uh, players that are, uh, you know, just barely uh, out of high school, uh, and, and also, yeah, um, excited for her, and just, See, you know, I don't hear of any similarities that they say. You know, of course, two different sports. So, yeah, like, it'll be interesting to see if she does have, like, the mannerisms, like, <laughs> her dad. Uh, and, you yeah, know, just, just being, uh, you know, her in the position. Uh, she is a forward. So, you know, definitely going to add to that. Um, definitely makes sense for the spirit if someone that is under that because they lost in that department with the trade for Rosalba Bell. Yeah, I know that it was like one of their primary goals. They wouldn't have probably completed that that move if, uh, you know, they weren't able to get such a high draft pick and, uh, you know, trade one of their best forwards and, you know, the draft rights, you know, how that business goes, right? All right, let's move on to the next one. The third overall pick by Sky Blue FC from the University of North Carolina, just like Emily Fox, a teammate of hers, is Brianna Pinto. Frida Pinto's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of preface, Brianna has told the NWSL and the media she will be going back to the University of North Carolina for her junior year. And once her junior year concludes, she will join the Sky Blue FC in 2022. So not yet. She wants to finish out her college career. And I learned this from listening to Full Time with Meg Linehan from The Athletic. 
great podcast on women's soccer as a whole. If you want to learn more about any of these people more in depth, she can do it better than us. Feel free to listen to Meg Linhan. She interviewed Brianna Pinto. She came on. They talked for a good 20 minutes. Brianna talked about growing up in a very supportive family and her joining soccer. And she told us, the audience, that it was a hard decision to decide to go back to North Carolina or to go straight to the NWSL or even go to the NWSL as a draft pick at all. She said she talked to her family, her coach, her youth coach about the opportunity to go to the NWSL. And then she said it was too good to pass up. So she's going to the NWSL just after her junior season when she is all get some more practice in. And she was very bubbly, very good in the interview. Enjoyed all she had to say. And she was definitely someone who's probably done plenty of interviews in the past. She didn't seem very nervous, wasn't scared or anything. She gave good talking points with Meg Linehan. They did a good job of showing the audience who Brianna Pinto is, considering I had never heard of her and didn't know anything about her. So it did a good job in telling me more about her and just excited to see her on Sky Blue FC and see what she does as a member of that organization. She said she's super excited to join them also. Not surprised that she would be uh, good in interviews. She's, she has, I'm sure she has uh, quite a bit in interviews under her belt uh, being a, uh, you know, Tar Heel. Uh, not only that, yeah, definitely a pressure from a really good school, but at the same time, uh, you know, she is a uh, youth national team right. veteran, and she is part of the under-20s team as well, which is similar to, was it Emily or? Yeah, Emily Fox, yeah. Emily also... Yes, along with, yeah, actually, uh, the first two picks um, with Fox and Rodman. So, you know, they've had to have cross paths before and just, you know, being cut in under the same spot. Then, uh, of course, uh, just like Fox, <laughs> you know, I'm sure she knows Fox really well uh, in, in both of those environments, uh, naturally, right? So, uh, you know, just one another one of the young, younger players uh, just entering, you know, right off, which most you know, between that, the, you know, 18 to 20 uh, range, really. So, like, yeah, um, you know, they represent that segment. And uh, the fact that she is also uh, was 2019 USSF Young Female Player of the Year. They showed a lot of promise for Sky Blue as they have uh, quite a shoes to fill in there, just a uh, place to fill right there, so um, yeah, so she having yet to even uh, graduate university uh, that, that's amazing and uh, she actually uh, during the 2016 under-17s World's One Cup going back to all the way to, to those uh, times uh, even uh, younger um, she was actually two years younger than the age cutoff during that time. So, yeah, uh, there was actually a uh, article that did pop up from February 
2020 by U.S. Soccer, where the, that said that, uh, yeah, the, the youth veteran has a laser focus on World Cup and beyond. So, yeah, she definitely had sights set on success coming into the end of USL at some point. Uh, naturally, being, you know, most players that are under national uh, you know, status, if you will, they uh, do also play in the National League, right? So they, yeah, she, you know, already having that national team experience, so to speak, um, really made her a fit under, you know, not only a new era for Red Blue FC, having one of the top picks uh, and filling a, a, a void, um, the, at the same time uh, entering the most competitive league, uh, women's soccer league in the entire world, right? So, all right. Excited as well. The next, the next one we're going to discuss is the number seven pick, which was a trade. The seventh pick for Chicago Red Stars. They traded with the Portland Foreigns FC. The Red Stars had the sixth pick. They moved down to seventh pick and selected from Stanford, Madison, Holly, and this one's good for me. Big fan of Stanford. I went to Stanford, visited the campus many times, seeing the Stanford Art Museum. I went to see Andrew Luck play against San Jose State. Oh, really? Uh, that was one of my biggest fan, fun moments, getting to see Andrew Luck take on wow. San Jose State years ago. And wow. How old was he at that time? <laughs> it was the year before he um, joined the Colts in the NFL. So he was like 24, I think, or, or so. Not to be confused with true luck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not sh- I'm not sure. You have to check how old he was. I want to say he was like 24 or so. Uh, oh, you said, all right. So, well, 2012, that means that he was, let's see, 22, 23? Okay. 23 years old. Yeah, um, that was awesome. Which is, uh, you know, relatively uh, as you are right now. <laughs> and I'm excited for Madison Holly to join us. I don't know really anything about her, but she went to Stanford, which is no slouch, so I'll gladly take her on as a new member oh, yeah. of the Red Stars. Yeah, she looks like she's like very. Uh... Uh, I did see her during the interview. Uh, I was actually, yeah, I tuned in live on Twitch. Very interactive platform to have and smart that that the league jumped on that. You know, it's when they, you know, signed with them and CBS Sports uh, at the same time. And so, yeah, a little bit about Haley. Besides being seven overall for us. Yeah, it comes from Stanford, and it's from Dallas. And she had 20 appearances at Stanford and just started, uh, had four starts uh, in the postseason. So, yeah, uh, she definitely looks like she's good for them uh, on the attack. Um, and yeah, something, yeah, uh, a, a void to fill. And she's had career high goals. She's not uh, shy at scoring as a junior. 
at Stanford with 11 goals, 14 assists. And she actually helped uh, make history, uh, helping Stanford score a program record 102 goals overall. And to date, her career over there includes 18 goals, 23 assists, and 57 overall matches played, 36 of which she started. So, yeah, she has started uh, many uh, of those games. I'm, I'm sure, like, they have that level where it's almost like high school. It's like, oh, you consider varsity, so, all right. After you reach a certain uh, year, then you're able to, you know, <laughs> really get started. Such. So, yeah, you know, whether it's soccer, basketball, we usually see that, you know, they get opportunities, you know, not every single uh, young player, but, uh, yeah, maybe they pick out one or two. And it sounds like she uh, definitely had to scratch and claw her way up to there and, you know, put out there, you know, do what, you know, she'll say she'll do, and that is the score, right? So looks very promising, and she um, is very successful as a two-time WSL. I mean, getting ahead of... She could be. That's a very uh, nice joke because Red Stars have yet to attain a championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very close. Ironically, one of the years um, we that was the one we had the summer uh, and went to the championships, right? So, uh, two-time end up NCAA champion <laughs> in 2017 and 2019, uh, 2019, and three three-time Pac-12 champion of the same years, all the way through, right? For three years. Um, and serves as member, you guessed it, under the under-20 national team for the U.S. Uh, now called, actually, as of, uh, I believe it was like a month to the day that, uh, during that championship game for the Red Stars, with the courage. And um, she was called into the U.S. national team camp. So, yeah, she is no stranger to, uh, you know, a huge leap from college and yeah that is I'm excited for that um, you know she's also very very intelligent as well you know making first teams and uh, very good um, academically well, you know honor rolls and so I mean that part of that is actually important too you know just the mental uh, you know uh, ability being there being able to pick out you know moments especially uh, your forward, which, you know, we add another forward to our squad, which, you know, the more the merrier, uh, <laughs> more it doesn't hurt. All right, moving on to the next one. Number 18th overall pick for the Chicago Red Stars from the University of Santa Clara, Kelsey Turnbow. This one also is fun for me, Santa Clara, local College where I was growing up, Santa Clara County. I'll know about Santa University of Santa Clara. And great to see the Red Stars get a California local, Kelsey Turnbow. I assume that she was a great interview DJ Benny the Bull. Am I correct? Was she likable in the draft talk? I say so. Never know, though. Yeah, no, you don't know. Those are are very much um, very nice and humble 
If I wasn't mistaken, I believe it was her. I believe it was one of the later graphics that was um, had this like sort of candle that you know, not, not, nothing like too horrific, but like just some something you know brought up in the past that was you know shared among. And she, yep, they apologized. Uh, I believe it was someone else, but not her. Yeah, uh, definitely one of the red stars. Not to take away from her, um, doubt that was her. Yeah, she comes from Santa Clara, as CJ mentioned, from Scottsdale, Arizona. And so, did you have anything more on terms of the track? No, I I was just um, ready to move on to the next one when you were. Oh, yeah, just a little bit more about her. Um, she uh, part of uh, WCC. Um, at Santa Clara, recognized as freshman of the year, first team, all, and uh, also all freshmen. And she, her career at Santa Clara includes 35 goals. Wow. 25, 22 assists, 67 overall played. She appeared for 60 games, uh, started for 60 games, so majority of them. She is also... It was very promising. No stranger to the national stage being part of the, wow, this basically every year of her, <laughs> since she probably entered high school then, um, under 14, 15, 17, 18, 19, and under 20, so <laughs> U.S. women national teams. That's all I have. All right. So, um, the next one is in the so we moved past round two now we got to round three and the third pick of the third round i mean fifth pick my bad for us was Chicago red stars drafted from university of washington brianna alger and so washington husky same mascot as the high school that i went to opf so i guess that's positive huskies forever and one fact that I can look at is she was drafted by the Red Stars and two picks later her teammate Makame Gomera Stevens who the Houston Dash drafted was from Washington as well so two teammates would face off in the NWSL which is always fun Brianna Elgar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's also from Washington. Uh, hometown, the Monument, Colorado. Never heard of that town before. No. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is a defender. And, you know, definitely going to be uh, working with uh, Casey Short and uh, Sarah Gordon. To you know now you know entering that you know veteran say like you know definitely household names for it. Uh, really in the NWSL entirely uh, well with the uh, Red Stars the, uh, these days at the forefront of uh, the entire uh, you know cultural shift like you know during the time of BLM and everything. So yeah, they're definitely gonna be happy to have um, even more. Uh, players to enter that um, in that position, right? So 
Um, her, a little bit about her is that um, she's known for making the most of her chances in the attack. Scoring three goals in only nine shots on goal. Um, in her junior year at WSU, moving to a new position as the starting left back. Very important. Uh, she started all 24 games and uh, totaled. We have a huge, <laughs> we have numbers now, 2,098 minutes to be precise, <laughs> the most of any field player. And yeah, so sounds like she is, you know, she might not be like a technical wizard, you know, but like, you know, being a defender, you know, you have some of that. Um, the like endurance, like, wow, like, that could mean that she can be, uh, a, you know, part of the starting eleven and be out there for you know, ninety minutes or so. You know, also you know the fact that she started all of her games uh, during her, her junior season year. Right? So, um, and finally, she part of the the WS Cougars <laughs> finished the year as third in the program history to record double-digit assists, posting 10 of the most any defender in the entire Pac-12. And with that, naturally, she, uh, accolades include Pac-12 All-Academic Honorable Mention in 018, a third team for them, as well as two-time Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week during the year of 2019, and part of the uh, Pac-12 Fall Academic Honor Roll. And to date, her her career over there includes five goals, 12 assists, 66 games played, 49 starts, with a total of 4,074 minutes played. Yeah, I credit the uh, Red Stars for doing their uh, research, as uh, you know, it's known for these days, to, as I am on uh, on their official right now as the source. Just. So going straight to the source, you know, the fact that they, you know, most drafts, you see uh, the war room, if you will, the coaches and owners, what have you, like, they're <laughs> constantly shown, like, on their laptops, what's, what's kind of still funny to me, that, you know, that's how they, they do it, versus having a stack of, of, of papers, I guess, as it was back in the day, you know, I guess having it already done, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I find it kind of, um, I mean, fair, not only that, like, kind of nice in a way where we have this amount of talent, like, no matter what it is, we've seen it in the NBA or and NFL too, like, the, the number that you picked is not what real matters, right? Like, you know, many were hope, you know, expecting, it's always that word, right, expecting John Morant to be, like, picked, like, no, number three, not, and he ends up being picked, like, just a few bit later, right, like, number five and six, so, you know, and he's one of the best, like, young stars, right, today, right, so, where you are doesn't matter, and, again, it was very smart for Red Stars to have full protection, and still being able to, no matter what pick they get, so, moving on. Uh, moving on. The next, 30, the next, round, right? next pick is for. I'm doing both of these at once because we're running short on time, so I'm going to speed it up. Doing both of these at once. 
They are the 6th and 7th pick in the 3rd round, both by the Houston Dash. First, Joel Anderson. She is a San Jose, California native. So Bay Area, near where I used to gr- grew up, where I used to live. She went to Pepperdine University. She scored 21 goals and 13 assists for the Waves, starting 40-55 matches. She was named tonight's soccer coaches All-West Regional First Team and All-WCC First Team in 19. Also very smart with multiple All-Academic Honor Roll mentions. And as a freshman, she made the top drawer soccer freshman best 11 second team. Next, Gomorrah Stevens started in 52 of 64 appearances at Washington State University, scored nine goals, four of which were shows her game-ending DNA in the clutch, four of which were game winners while providing eight assists. The Hawaii native became the first player in Cougars history to be called into a U.S. Women's Senior National Team camp in December 2019. And they both are very happy to join the Dash. And also head coach James Clarkson is very excited too. He said in quote, These are two players that we anticipated going much, much, much higher. So for them to still be around at this stage is really exciting for us because we feel we managed to get two outstanding picks out of this draft. So Dash head coach James Clarkson. They only had two picks, so to have the opportunity to get both of these is very exciting. And Miss Anderson and Miss Stevens. The next. Oh, oh, yeah, we have time for. Uh, well, what's the time looking for the next two weeks? Since we have time. I, I do want to dive into it if you want to separate them for the next one. Or, uh, yeah, pause it for now. We. Can we have time to finish it and then and then we have to pause. We'll have to do the um recap later of the Columbia game. Right. Yeah. So we have yeah, time. Just housekeeping. Yeah. So the next uh the same round. No, that that was the end of that round. Yeah. Yeah. We move on so to the the fourth four, round. Yeah. Last round. Thirty second overall pick. Yes. And second pick, fourth round, was the Red Stars drafted from Ole Miss, Channing Foster. I don't really know a lot about her. Do you, did you find some good info on Channing Foster? Did that need to look very far? And ironically, she does not come, she does not hail from very far from here, part of the Midwest, hometown of Murray. Kentucky. Oh, fun. She is, besides, like, she's uh, very versatile, as she is a forward slash midfield uh, player. So, she has netted a pair of game winning goals for uh, Ole Miss, um, and with recognition as 2017 SEC freshman leader in goals with 12. And she's also been a part of the all-freshman and uh, all-SEC second team. Um, also, further, she's uh, part of the second team in 2018 for SEC all-time. 
and U.S. coaches all Southeast Region 13 that, that same year. And then later on, more recently, she in 19 and 20, um, first two, two-time All-SEC first team, and uh, two years ago was the U.S. coaches all Southeast Region second team. So, yeah, that is a uh, lot of um, on her resume and uh, career to date includes 70 games played and started 33 goals, seven assists with 6,000 watch per day at one minute played most recently a year ago. She was named 2020 All-SEC First Team. And yeah, what a bookend to that being part of the third team and then second all uh you know at the end the end yeah part you know the best of the best in the first team right so well uh, uh, uh conference and yeah she became the second rebel ever to be named all conference four times in a career you have something yeah i just wanted to say that um all of her stats and her experience sounds unbelievable. And to me, I'm surprised that she fell all the way to the fourth round based on how great she sounds. Right, right. I believe it's, you know, obviously it's a pick. So, for them, I feel like the NFL draft is very much probably the most fair. <laughs> you know, we don't always get the hype like, oh, this person, this, this, this girl is going to be like expected to be first overall or right you know i mean naturally because of less news coverage for the league but like just overall i do like the ability aspect and the fact that again that you don't have to be top five top ten to really tell that succeed right like being 32nd overall doesn't really mean much of anything right in terms of not really so, even the fact that, you know, very similar between the Dash and the Mets, they're able to acquire full roster protection beforehand, and Dash only had two picks. We got, you know, a little bit more than them. But, like, yeah, very smart moves. And, you know, we're, like, the best that we have, and um, I believe we've gotten that so far. And um, We have one more. The last, yeah, the last pick that we got for the Red Stars from the University of Virginia is Alyssa Gorzak. And I had trouble with autocorrect. I was typing in Alyssa, how it's spelled A L I S S A, and I kept wanting to switch to Fawai. I was like, come on, stop autocorrect. Did you find a good... Well, actually, you did find a good. So, what do you have on Miss Gorzak? Yes, so, not only she's from... Uh, she has from the U of B. She is... She resides in Naperville. Oh, wow. Yes, she's from Naperville, Illinois. Awesome. And, and you guessed it, she's a forward. We, we needed <laughs> that. So. Yeah, so, that's amazing to see this and this development that um, as she launched when she first entered you know, Virginia, the career launched seeing action in all 
the 22 matches with starting all of them except for one, so 21 of them. She's earned an A, double C, all freshman team selection, and third team of the same type. Most recently, Gorzak played in all 22 matches, there it goes again, during the 2019 season. So she started with that, and, and I guess there's a, they've kept the tradition with like the number of matches they play. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's nice that, you know, you know, it's, it's like it all stopped at 2019, like all they could do before, all the different cuts and everything, you know, that we cannot do all traditions, you know, during this time in sports, that's, yeah, that's so far, it sounds very promising, um, and, yeah, playing during that year, and was also named AWC Academic Honor Roll, and to date, her Virginia career includes five goals, 13 assists, with 82 games played, 40 starts, and total of 3,988 minutes played. And lastly, she's a two-time NSCAA Youth All-American. She served as a member of, you guessed it, the U.S. Under-18 and Under-20s Women's National Team, and was a member of the U.S. Under-20 Women's National Team player pool. She might have not played in the under-20 camp. Um, well, that part of the camp. Welcome back, fans and friends. We're ready to dive into the U.S. Women's National Team some more soccer for y'all and we have the roster reveal before we get into the friendly matchup which is the bread and butter of this part so i have your official options your u.s Team training camp roster as of the november proceedings as coach Latko and Anatsuki named his 23-player training camp roster. Yeah, so the the squad, they last played against the Netherlands on November 27, 2020 in Breda. And their last game before that was actually uh, the first one in in 261 days so it's been far too long uh for the game day he named 18 though yeah this is a roster here we go for first i have for we have three goalkeepers and then there's eight defenders six midfielders and six forwards in no particular order I will begin with a first player that is for goalkeeper Aubrey Bledsoe, who has yet to make an appearance 
surprisingly. I was thinking that she probably subbed in before for the team overall, though. Uh, she hails out of the. She belongs to Washington Spirit. Yeah, Bledsoe, um, I'm looking for her to finally start. If not, you know, bounce on the bench for one of these uh, matchups and uh, really, I know they like to rely on certain Reds Park to be their basically designated UK. So, you know, we have not too many uh, options still, you know, having the three. And excited for one that we'll we'll say uh, in a little bit. Yeah. The next one, I uh, CJ, did, did you want to alternate or did we? Sure, we can alternate. Ready to ready for the next one. Okay, and this is on my. We're on different sites, so I'm just gonna name the next one that I see. So if it's not the one you see. Then I apologize, and that is Jane Campbell. Oh, yes. Definitely. That was actually the same. <laughs> Superstar of Houston Dash helped us win okay. the Challenge Cup. Jane Campbell, what can you say? She is amazing. And she's actually uh, returning to the uh, this squad. She That's right. made three appearances. Yeah, she, she was on the Netherlands one. Right, yeah. Next is Miss Clean Sheets. Megastar. One of the best in the world. Another GK. Alyssa Nair. No surprise here. She says she continues on with this roster she's made a whopping 63 appearances and obviously she has from the chicago red stars represent she's great well actually great's not the right word like great times two or times four like it's unbelievable absolutely yeah it doesn't get better than her she has had some you know a few you know errors that like well, you sure. know there's always Fans that, you know, like ourselves that have her back, you know, if you ever been on Twitter, you know, the same, like, oh, especially during the semi, uh, during the final, uh, back in 2019, uh, that we had against, uh, our, everyone's biggest rival, um, and I mean, also the dash at the target, I mean, in fact, now they're like, yeah, it's still dominant to this day, despite, uh, not going that far. Or going all the way in the Challenge Cup, um, that is uh, versus NC, and you know they've thrown around the saying like, "Oh, being a goalkeeper is the loneliest job in the world." You know, after which you know we didn't get a single. You know, she was scored on so like many times, couldn't quite defend. Uh, you know, uh, get the ball out, and you know after the match it was sad like. Alyssa just sitting by the goalpost and, uh, you know, very, very shocked. And, you know, hands on her head. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree that it was quite lonely up there. And 
yeah, I mean, Prophesaurus was attempting, you know, the few times to actually go on the field, leaving the, the goal open and uh, attempting to score for, I believe she was successful once. Uh, so that's amazing seeing that by her. And also the fact that um, being, like, I know she's had, you know, with issues like during the, you know, previous other tournaments uh, we saw last year that uh, allowing the goals to come in and, you know, the fans, like I said, have fans at the back of hers. And they say, you know, even the best PKs in the world will not be able to block those shots. So, yeah, I definitely give her that. You know, despite that, you know, she's uh, the best, which is why she is relied upon so heavily by the USWNT. So, might as well call her the designated goalkeeper. Was that the final goalie, or do we have one more? She she makes she rounds out the goalkeeper's position. Do you want to move to defenders next? Yes, go right ahead. Okay, the first defender on my list on the official website is Tanner Davidson, Chicago Red Star. Big fan of her, and one thing about her is that. At times, she may be overlooked on the Red Star, at least on the media side or just overall side, because we have so many great players on the Red Stars, like Julie Ertz. We have Casey Short. We have all these fantastic players, and sometimes Tiaran Davidson might be overlooked, but she is no slouch on defense, strong defender, and very confident on the pitch. Yeah, and she's made 26 appearances. One goal. Uh, they, yeah, so they, they do put one, I believe, that uh, counts for something else. So, yeah. Um, next defender who not, uh, belongs to Paris Saint-Germain of France has made one. That is Alana Cook. So, a little bit on Cook, a defender, and number 25, she is actually from Far Hills, New Jersey, so far with one of the parents. And we'll look forward to seeing uh, what she does for her, just like we mentioned with Casey Short, one of the best defenders in the world. I'm a little bit shocked that she didn't make it uh, under, you know, Black Hill this time. But yeah, we have uh, someone uh, basically to to cover for that. And so, the next one for me is one we discussed earlier on this show, and that is Emily Fox. She's made free appearances for the team. She was drafted number one overall by Racing Louisville FC, University of North Carolina. And we did a really good deep dive on Emily Fox in an segment earlier, so feel free to listen to that to learn more about Emily Fox. Next is 
Nancy Kearns is Abby Del Kemper and we can break some news here she is a recent signee under the Manchester City banner so rumors are true and Meg Linehan if you want to hear more about that of the athletic she's definitely the designated uh, the main person on the job for that covers Woso so uh, yeah you can hear a little bit more I'm sure in the upcoming episode I believe every Thursday or so she does uh, her pod so yeah shout out to her for that and uh, yeah what else to say about um, Val Kemper she's a risk taker uh, one of you know another very uh, relied upon defender and she has made 61 appearances for this squad next one for me is Kelly O'Hara of the Washington Spirit she is what you call reliable, dependable and consistent she has 132 appearances 2 goals, 19 assists 2 time World Cup winner Fun fact, DJ Benny Bull and I were discussing how come there's so many players who are awesome that went to Stanford. She also went to Stanford as well. As a freshman, her nine goals led the team. As a senior, she nearly tripled that number. The Herman Trophy winner scored 26 goals. I mean, also on top of that, familiar face too. I mean, again, like the way that they are, like, I guess your instincts is like, you know, from education, you know where they come from, right? So, it, you know, it does have something to do with, you know, you could say skills out there, you know, you know like, just instinct, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know, the timing, how, you know, the timing of certain moves and uh, instincts and all that, like, I believe you cannot really... Uh, teach that like while you're within uh, a, a matchup while you're on the pitch right so like just having those instincts and you know being able to whether it's make your opponent or being able to you know quickly uh, capture you know a pass that was uh, a, you know a bad pass or whatever you know those those things uh, you kind of teach right so like having someone like her coming from there you know it's no surprise that she was able to uh, you know act on the, you know those different key um, you know maneuvers um, and take advantage of opportunities right so so nothing else on Kelly we have uh, the next Defender, and that is the Crystal Dunn. She recently was traded to the Portland Thorns FC, and we have my second favorite team. And so, with that, she is definitely irregular within within there. She's made one to four appearances. Now again, they have this basically divided so uh, unsure of what is meant but yeah they have like 104 over
for 24, for example. So, I am the impression that that means the number of goals that were scored. So, I'm thinking that that's what it's supposed to mean. Um, either that or the number of starts that uh, was that was implemented. So. All right. Next one I got is Allie Krieger of the Orlando Pride. 107 appearances, one goal, nine assists, two World Cups. Fun fact, her nickname when she went to play in Germany after graduating from Penn State was Warrior Princess. Krieger in German means Warrior Princess. And... When she went to Germany, she did not know German. She didn't know anything about German culture. Her dad was German, so she or her grandfather. So she's like, "Let's go to Germany." So she went there, and played in Germany. And Ali Krieger, one of the best, and I'm a fan of her. And yeah, yeah. she's still um, on the Orlando Pride roster. So, so yeah, she's she's been. Uh, one of their uh, franchise players for a long time. Uh, I mean, for the longest time, uh, still technically, uh, Alex Morgan. uh, Sure. Along with uh, their uh, best friend, (laughs) that is, uh, who I'll mention uh, again, in Ashlyn Harris, which is the captain. All right, let's go on to the next one. So you know that you're a special, like, you know, one of the best GKs in the world when you're able to be named that way. So, I mean, very similar in Jane Campbell and all that. So, all right. Next, I have who's made only a appearance. Uh, this was during the sub, I believe, last 
uh, or nearly two years ago, uh, Margaret, Midge, Purse, belongs to the Sky Blue FC. If you don't know too much, I still don't know too much about her. I know she is a household name within another cell. So yeah, uh, her uh, has actually made two appearances and real quick. Let's see if there's anything else. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see uh, what more she will will do. And yeah, she's actually also newly acquired by them as well, so definitely stood out during the challenge cup as uh, Sky Blue was, uh, you know, going in the underdogs, not known as a winning, uh, winning full uh, team. Uh, they actually uh, went out there and I believe gave the Red Stars a run for their money. One of the, their, you know, the best challenges, one of the best uh, matchups that I've seen in you know my entire uh, time that I've been a fan of the league, right? So. All right, the next one that I'll talk about is Emily Sonnet of the Washington Spirit. Forty-six appearances, zero goals, three assists, one World Cup. She was the first overall draft pick by Portland Forens. Now she's on the Spirit. Fun fact. Emily has legendary photoshopping skills and constantly has an eye out for a good joke or something gifable. The jokester is her nickname. Look in her eyes. <laughs> the jokester is her nickname according to the official website. Oh, definitely. And <laughs> she is what they say a bright new prospect for the national team. Yeah, on the surface, really, if you look at you know, photo career, like, oh, look at this veteran. Or she might have that vibe, but like, really, she's still young, you know, still young, 27 years old. So, when I saw that, I was like, trying to verify, you know, that she is, and then I was like, a little shocked <laughs> that she was. Yeah, totally. She's one of those, like, young vets, right, that's been the league for a little bit and now in the national team for a uh, little bit, you know. Oh, just 45 appearances. So, yeah. Yeah, like, only 45. So, well, at the time of the writing back in November, she was still part of the Orlando Pride. Um, so, I mean, the Pride really, right at this point, like, even right before this draft, were stacked, right? Like, we just didn't know it because we didn't see uh, much uh, of them. Uh, I mean, they were in ninth place in 2019. Uh, last place, you know, rounding out, or if not eighth place, uh, you know, one of the worst in the rankings in the NFL. And didn't get a chance to compete in the Challenge Cup, though, you know, we saw a little bit of them. Uh, had really good uh, bouts during the uh, fall series. So. Yeah, we know how many, how limited a number of matches that were included there, and it's not tournaments, not tournaments now, so we didn't get uh, necessarily the best matches we can, though. 
uh, what from you know what they had and believe it was the dash that they faced out one of the best <laughs> overall matches not only of each of those clubs though like just in general like huge you know huge fight feel and just overall you know they put on a clinic so Next, this will round out the Thunders for now. If I'm wrong, <laughs> we have now newly acquired by the Portland Thorns FC. She has made a boatload of appearances. She is a veteran, one of the best in the world. As of 2017, she has been uh, through 2019. Uh, 2019, yes. She was part of the three uh, co-captains and recently made a return as the designated as the captain, once again, Becky Sauerbrunn. She's made 100 77 overall appearances and a little bit more if you're not as familiar with her she is a midwest gal that's from st louis missouri and she is, uh, hasn't had a goal so seven assists and two world cups under her belt so yes here as described st louis born sarah brown won NWSL Defender of the Year three years in a row and this was actually part of when I believe it was the uh, WPL at the time uh, Women's Professional League the origins of NWSL she was part of uh, that honor went to when she was playing uh, part of FC Kansas City in 2013 14 and 15 and considered a backbone for the U.S. defense and in that department and she um, played in the third World Cup in 2019 so she is also a team player you know definitely that's why she um, is very much um, called on called upon uh, you know for advice and also leadership skills um at the same time, you know, I mentioned that, uh, she, fun fact, that she played the flute. And also, uh, she is trying to relay that to uh, her kids as well. And she was definitely regular. Uh, nothing new to me that she was very involved since the beginning. Um, part of the U.S. youth national teams, very uh, much uh, part of that, and um, <laughs> they thought that she was no flute genius, she was not first or second or even third chair, she played the low notes, no one really hears, and she didn't think uh, he would be at all upset, you're talking about the youth uh, coordinator, camp director, um, all upset by her absence. Uh, one day, but he was irate, furious, as he said to me, you're not a team player. 
And that's, she says, there's probably no worse insult in the world. And she has proved that on the field that she indeed is. She was like, what, the math team player? How can you say that? I'm no future in band. I am not good. But soccer, I could have a future in. So very inspirational. I'm a team player. I just have to choose which team, the team I actually, I can't actually help. Steve Swanson, uh, coach, uh, coach there on the youth nationals, uh, and also ironically at the University of Virginia. So here we go again. Uh, another uh, player, legendary status, hailing from U of Virginia that we mentioned from the draft earlier. Uh, of a uh, rugby player loves the flute story relishes it because of course Becky is the quintessential team player the eagle free backbone who will do anything for it. it's an amazing story and um, she's definitely earned it uh, once again I wonder why she was uh, taken off of that role but yeah actually good to have I guess to be fair like being philosophy is having someone that's neutral and made uh, at least some appearances as well not to the others that are still of GOAT status though yeah, they, uh, she was a regular uh, last year during the Challenge Cup and uh, you know made a few and fall series she, she just you know, went out there you know despite what was going on uh, I mean, bearing all injuries, she simply uh, stayed out there. And so, yeah, have someone neutral uh, instead of putting all the, uh, uh, you know, I guess, stock, you know, too much stock or too much pressure on someone that's not been in camp or practice or has played for uh, quite a while, you know, due to opting out, like a Rapino or or Ertz or um, you know even Lloyd, right? So um, I believe that was the right choice. And what else to say? Yeah, she is all right. Uh, one of the best. Look forward to seeing her uh, more. Um, now we're moving on to the defenders for midfielders. Estimation. In effort to speed up the process, we're going to talk a little bit, some fun facts, a little bit about them. No more long, in-depth discussions. Oh, I mean, if you're if you're offended by that, CJ, uh, that was for uh, her, since I believe I I believe uh, fans would want to hear about uh, you know the the leader of this team. Well, that's uh, fine. I don't mind. You know, why? No, I, I don't mind. No, I was no just... worries. We have, we have uh, the other familiars that uh, we'll, we'll not go too deep into. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was, was an effort to not overextend ourselves, keep it on a routine time. So the midfielders are next. And the first one I'll talk about is her name is really cool, Katrina Macario. I don't know a lot about her at all, to be honest, but she has a cool name. 
She is yeah. five five from San Diego. She currently plays from Olympique Lyonnais in France. And only twenty one years old. Yeah, very young. Twenty one from San Diego. This is her first time on the team, so maybe she can be amazing and keep continuing to be a future for the United States women team. Yeah, indeed. The next midfielder is Samantha Newis. Yes, she, she uh, belongs to Dynasty Courage, the most more recently uh, went uh, signed on to play in England, part of Manchester City, and she has made, uh, she is another one of those young vets, uh, 67 appearances, and so, she's actually originally from uh, Massachusetts, number three, we call her a impact player, and originally, as when she first entered, just fun fact, that uh, she was under the New York Flash, you know, that was one of the clubs before. Uh, of course, those were branded to the NC Courage. And yet the core of the team, talking about players, women, so uh, she has won 2018 Energy South Shield, uh, as well as 2017. And as we mentioned, uh, if not, we didn't mention, yeah, she is... Uh, 2020 U.S. Soccer Female Player of the Year uh, due to her banner year for club and for this squad. The next one is I'll take is her sister, Christy Mewis from... <laughs> what a shock. I'm shocked too. I didn't see it coming. From uh, the Houston Dads, one of the best... She is from Massachusetts, just like Samantha, number 22. 16 appearances, two goals, two assists. And these numbers, I think, will improve even more when she gets even more playing time when some of the old guards start to retire or leave. It's not going to happen anytime soon. It, well, I mean, a lot of them are... Old. You know, it's still a young team, I would say. Well, sure. Um, but... Veterans, though, yeah, it's not coming anytime soon. Like, well, I believe Lauren yeah. might surpass, if not reach, like but, Carly Lloyd's, you know, status. But like Carly Lloyd's almost forty. Like, like uh, should we go on with uh, Middle thirties or whatnot, and still can play really well. So, uh, but but the world the World Cups like every four years, so she'd be like forty by the time the next one would happen. Well, what what let's see, it would be twenty twenty three. I was going to say Olympics because she... Uh, That's true. That's more recent. Though, yeah. Um, at this point, like, you know, who knows? Though, yeah, seriously, like, that's just one example, right? Like, if you if it was majority of the team, you know, like, oh, this is so... Uh, they're, they're older and whatnot. But, you yeah. know, like, that's the beauty of it, right? Like, a lot of them are, um, you know, we could say prime or, you know, just young lions or whatever, right? So... So, yeah, it's not going to be for a while. But, oh, yeah. yeah uh, 
like seriously though, like, uh, yeah, it's very exciting to have, uh, you know, fresh blood, you know, someone that's been in the league for a while, um, finally make it. All right, we can move on to the next one. No, it is. She rocks. Alright. Yeah, so next I have is Allen from Portland Thorns FC. She was listed as a midfielder, yet versatile acts as a forward. That is Lindsay Haran. And her nickname being the Great Haran. I'm not reading that out. <laughs> you don't you do that uh, anywhere. Um, and and to say that is very. Uh, I always get the vibe that it's nothing like arrogance or anything like. Well, first she really is, and at the same time, some reason like somehow she. I don't feel like that's like overstatement or just you know exactly like that is like a probably like. <laughs> The best way to put it, like, like humbly, like she really is, like this person, and also just gives it her all. Like you see, like Dallas guys during like the Challenge Cup, you know, always taking risks and everything. And um, still, uh, still young, um, you know, uh, futuristic. Made eighty six appearances, and the goals. She said 19 goals and an assist monster, 28 for the A-World Cup. That's from 2019. And she has that uh, number nine. And that is considered the designated number nine. Which is, uh, I believe it's similar to, you know, we call it Miss Caskill and, you know, someone who's designated to you know, position. Yeah, excited to see her more. Always exciting. Um, when she's on, uh, one of the most physical players, uh, very similar to that, you know, Rachel Daly <laughs> English style of, of play. So, yeah. Next is maybe debatable the face of the Chicago Red Stars. Julie Ertz, and she is 103 appearances, 20 goals, 4 assists, 2 World Cups. Julie Ertz was named the 2019 U.S. Soccer Female Player of the Year. Julie is very good. No, she was. That's fact, not my opinion. And um, as you could tell, Gigi Venable is not as a big a fan of her as some of these players. He's still a fan, of course. Right, but that's not, I guess that's not a uh, the proper <laughs> description. Well, I am a fan of hers. Well, yeah, I said you were. Even if I'm a fan of hers, I don't want to be biased. Sure, sure. I would rather be fair, right? Like she told, she hasn't made. Uh, big impact during the Channel Cup and you know played at all so how does she get 
well, much less get votes. So, like, earn that honor of the player of the year in some form or fashion is uh, beyond me. All right, let's uh, move on. So, I mean, that's just <laughs> being fair to, to, you know, to have all that honor, so. So that's what that's what I have to say. Yeah, okay. Go on. Oh, it's your turn now. Is, is that all you have? Well, you ended it, so let's keep going. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next is she was one of the best from the Washington Spirit. Right now, she is. She plays for the Manchester City, and she has made um, forty-five appearances with thirteen goals and World Cup. She is definitely uh, the coming out party for her uh, in the two thousand nineteen World Cup, and she is one of the uh, best midfielders, I would say within the entire end of yourself and uh, no surprise you know she would definitely become uh, you know a star uh, basically overnight <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago uh, I said a long term member uh, was is a long term member of the US youth national team and uh, her first full team actually went uh, that year it's an amazing story Looking forward to seeing more. So uh, growing this team, and uh, she is part of the, you know, the youth movement. All right. So. Next is Miss Loves to Smile, at least on the pro- player profile, Jalen Howell. She is from Forest State University. Nineteen appearances, two goals, three assists. Midfielder number twenty sixth, and excited to see how much minutes Jalen Howe can get in the upcoming matches. I think we have a uh, one last midfielder. You are muted, by the way. Oh. Unmuted. I was the opposite. I was muted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, if you didn't get that, yeah. Uh, Andy Sullivan, she uh, is one of the the best. And she's um, watched the script, like I said. Um, She's made 16 appearances and two assists. And she is called, she is known as the ultimate role player. And one of the youngest players on her roster when she was serving co-captain, um, and she is well for uh, the during the 2014 Cup Under 20s Women's Championship. It became an Islands uh, for outstanding 
tournament play. And uh, she, after that, had some positions planned. She's earned the World Cup. And um, yeah, she also uh, has had five goals in eight matches. All right. Do you want to move on to the forwards? The first forward I'll talk about is a brand new member of the Chicago Red Stars. That is Mallory Pugh. She has been actually played a lot of appearances for the women's team. 63 appearances, 18 goals, 17 assists. And she's very young as well, born in 1998. So she's played a lot of appearances in under-23 and younger teams. Young veteran. Young veteran. And a little bit about her. It says she craves challenges. She always wants to be the best. And battling against her older sister made Pew crave challenges in hard situations. And she is on the Red Stars now. And she is someone I've heard of prior to joining the Red Stars, so I am a fan of the signing and agreed with signing and excited to see what she brings to the Red Stars. Yeah, so a rising star is the new man now, yeah, in the league uh, club itself. Um, so, just a quick brief. Um, since the November uh, roster um, update, Kristen Press, um, still in man. United uh, was listed on here along with uh, I believe Tobes was Tobes also uh, yeah they're not listed on the no, official website right? here so, yeah so yeah we want to do current yeah Tobin Heath was also put up there this is also in the same as well as Alex Morgan uh, not part of the current roster uh, still in uh, Tottenham Hotspur um, and so yeah, just honorary mentions, if you will, uh, that are not part of the current roster. So, so uh, with that, next, I have Lynn Williams, who has from the NC Courage. She is one of the best scorers, the best, uh, scorers yeah, in the world um, and within the league, really. I've made 29 appearances, 9 goals, and 7 assists. Next is Sophia Smith. She is a member of the Portland Forens FC, number 11, one appearance. So she's a brand new member of the squad. Also a very young member as well. She was born in 2000. And I don't know a lot about her, but she's new. Good to have new people on the team. She's on the Forens, so you've got any bull might know more about her and who probably excited to see her yeah. kick some ass. Not, not to, yeah, not to be confused with Sophie Smith. No. Dash, right? <laughs> this is Sophia Smith. So, alright, so next is I'm also double checking. Uh, actually, Hatch is also is on here. She's on that part of the last year as well, so um, she is part of the Washington Spirit. And 
yeah, that rounds it up for here. Sorcerer. Yeah, I have some more on this official one. No, yeah, I'm, I hold on, I, I got to. Alright, so next is Megan Rapino, number 15. Definitely uh, you know, one of their, their consonants for years now. Uh, um, USWNT and she is still part of the OL brain and there's irresistible force on not the field the field uh, you know she's definitely uh, pushing you know the pace uh, on and off the field uh, huge advocate for a lot of different issues um, and, and she has made uh you know, known for big time goals and assists within, uh, especially during the 2012 Olympics and then the 015 World Cup. And uh, she was one of three. Uh, she's not the part time captain leader of the team at uh, the 2019 World Cup. And two World Cups under her belt. She's had uh, 168 appearances. 52 goals, 68 assists. So, what a resume, you know, one of the, the goats. All right, the final, final one that we will go over, the last one before we, before we conclude this roster reveal, debrief, overview is Carly Lloyd. She has played the most appearances by far on the team with 294, 123 goals, 58 assists. She is one of the most senior members on the team. We talked a lot about Carly Lloyd in a article. We talked about Hope Solo earlier on this episode. So that's a good place to start on learning more about Carly Lloyd. Just picture veteran and key member of the squad. Yeah, two World Cups, victories, and uh, constant uh, victor in the She Believes Cup as well, which is another cool project that uh, the organization does. Um, and uh, one thing that, she, that many might not know is uh, the three goals in within 15 minutes and one highlight during that was uh, within the 2015 World Cup, I believe it was, and that was the 50-yard wonder strike from half field. So that automatically puts her in that legendary status. And yeah, there's no one like her. And I don't believe there will be another one like her. Um, just, just. One of the, you know, and just amazing story too. If you don't know her, she's uh, being wanted to give up, and uh, you know, maybe not one of the best yet. She worked uh, way up to it, and she is still, still. Yeah. All right, 
That concludes our roster reveal. Now we're going to quickly move to the United States game against Columbia. The lineups first. We'll get to the lineups, then talk a little bit quickly overview of yeah. the cool goals, yeah, a, big moments. This is a friendly that on Monday at Exploria Stadium, home of the Orlando Pride in Orlando, Florida. So yeah, that's you know their home soil. First one uh, in at home in granted 13 days. This was on ESPN two. And I actually have uh, just the yeah the one of the full um, five things to know, but uh, yeah, so I have the Columbia squad ready as well. All right, first in goal for the United States is Alyssa Nair. Defense is Kelly O'Hara. Abby Delkemper, Becky Sauerbrunn, Crystal Dunn, midfielders, Samantha Mewis, Julie Ertz, Lin, uh, Lindsay Horan, and forwards, Lynn Williams, Carly Lloyd, and Megan Rapino. And on the bench, substitutes, Emily Sonnet, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Margaret Pierce, Jane Campbell, Sophie Smith, and Katrina Macario. All right, for Colombia, we have goalkeepers options: Natalia Geraldo and Sandra Sapalveda and Valentina Gonzalez. For defenders, we have Kelly Ibarguen, Daniela Arias. Orianika Velasquez, Horilin Carabali, Carolina Arias, Kelly Casado, and Nancy Acosta. For midfielders, five we have Diana Espina, Ana Huertas, Maria Camila Reyes, Daniela Montoya, Jessica Caro. And forwards have Kina or Kana Romero, Gisela Robledo, Catalina Usme, Ingrid Guerra, Manuela Pavi, Linda Casero, who's familiar, it might be sisters, <laughs> uh, yeah, and finally, Liana Salazar. championship meetings um, just between uh, the two that uh, was involved in that Christian class uh, championship degree a youth movement such as <laughs> Linda Casado that's 16 years old and uh, along with their most experienced player midfielder Dianis Ospina 
Seven Bells, 54 Caps, that's what the Panthers. And then uh, also experience in the Comebol competition. Uh, currently ranked 26 in the world, second in South America behind Brazil, which is by how we saw them in, uh, you know, Brazil usually with uh, whether men or women, very good. Uh, Copa America, those the Pan American games they've been involved in as well. So into the action. This international friendly home soil in Orlando. So let's begin. So overall, I'd say this is a very good start. Uh, good way to kick off 2021. Going to be one of two matchups, and we have one in a couple of days exactly. Uh, less than half now, uh, almost. 24 hours if uh, plus 36 hours on <laughs> uh, uh, a rematch against them on uh, ESPN 2 again and just highlights of this a uh, lot of uh, huge attempts here um, I definitely give credit to uh, each of the forward midfielders for their efforts um, and so, yeah, not, not too much, uh, you know, that happened in, uh, you know, the beginning. Though, I will say that Megan Rapino, she had the two crosses, uh, and, you know, that's the passes, you know, that go diagonally and sets up for a goal. And she had one that went to Haran, and that was a very close header. That occurred at the 9 minute 43 minute mark. And then Crystal Dunn. Wow. Her with the near goal at the 13 minute, uh, 13 or 4 minute mark uh, was quite amazing. And uh, Dunn sporting a new look with the shorter hair right now. She's definitely letting her, her, uh, her hair out with a new style. And not used to hair with, with that shorter hair length. I believe it's cool. And then also with uh, another highlight with uh, Julie Ertz, our very own, uh, nearly assisted the goal to Haran. Everyone loves to, <laughs> to get it to Haran, or just she just finds like the perfect moment to be in the perfect place at the perfect time. Um, for a shot that landed in the goalkeeper's arms uh, super close. We, we saw that like occur multiple times, and this one at 17, 27 minute mark. And also with uh, Lynn Williams, she had quite a few attempts. Um, definitely one of the most dangerous out there, whether in club or out here. Uh, she's been a force to be working with since stepping on joining the national level. And so, you know, her, you know, definitely wants to have someone like her on your squad. So, yeah, Lynn Williams got across to a near goal as well. 
she didn't quite get it throughout this matchup, which is fine, you know. At any point, you know, the U.S. are able to uh, such such a deep roster that really anyone could um, go at the perfect time. So yeah, uh, good efforts by Williams. And then I would say this is amazing. Why I had to like rewatch a, a few times. Um, definitely a very subtle moment. Uh, how it for Kelly O'Hara. Uh, she usually finds herself on the, the right wing um, and, again, just battling out against a Columbia player. She was able to nutmeg uh, <laughs> the Colombian uh, player and uh, nearly assisted for a miracle. For Carly Lloyd, she also went for it many times. And so for her... She, um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, pass, she had, she was looking very good in passing, and she had a near header after the cross by O'Hara. So this was moments after O'Hara was, uh, you know, running the ball. And a little bit surprising here how throughout the game, you know, that we didn't get. Uh, a goal for Haran, you know, it's definitely one, if not, you know, quote-unquote, the old guard, you know, come stepping back maybe, the like, really, um, in soccer, that uh, tends to not happen, you know, at, like I say, um, at the perfect time, anything could happen, and so, um, props to Haran for, for uh, being, <laughs> you know, really uh, how she is. You know, all the games this last few years, uh, you know, being 2018 and MVP for good reason. Um, just her, she had many attempts for goals that were unsuccessful. Uh, you know, like I said earlier with the, the headers, and also she had ones that were like, uh, you know, a punt uh, went up too high. Or you know the you know the goalkeeper just very strong, too strong for us at points where you know could have went straight in, yet uh, they're able to catch up. So, but uh, so far, and look more about this one. Quick second. Yes. So for us, I'm trying to think here. Yeah, again, we had on the bench we had Emily Sonnet, Ravel, uh, Kristen Mewis. Um, yeah, so if you didn't like start yet, Mitch Purse, Pink Hamble, of course, Smith, Mercurio, um, Sonnet, Ravel, Mewis, Christy Mewis, of course. Um, Purse and Macario were able to sub in, and for us, and so, yeah, so we had Crystal Dunn, Haran, Rapino, uh, even Sam Mewis later on, sub out um, of this section. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Carly Lloyd, you know, no 
no time to you know slow down. Um, she went for the whole the full ninety minutes plus, and I say this is a very uh, maybe they could have made the changes. Felt like you know what they had uh, U.S. could work with the four three three formation this time. Usually that's the go to. You know it could be like a four three four the or you know but yeah that's a safe choice for them. As uh, Colombia with the four two three one formation, and continue on. Uh, we have yes. Let's let's go back to the first the first uh, attempt here and success for the U.S. So with an assist by Megan Rapino, Samantha Mewis. She had her goal the fourth minute. But right off the bat, kicking it off, real strong. And Manuela, Colombia, has the yellow card from later on. And it was a really nice, uh, more, you know, attempts by Haran, Rapino, even. So, yeah, uh, Carly Lloyd was, you know, sought out after Sam Mewis. So Samuels once again uh, with assist by Carly. Got another goal, the 33rd minute mark. Columbia, they weren't able to score at all throughout this half, so that puts a stamp on the first half. At this point, they had last subs uh, between both. And there was a slight moment where we thought that, uh, oh, what's happening here? You know, what's the deal? A huge mix-up uh, in the beginning. Uh, I guess it was that up from the yellow card that was uh, given out from earlier. At 40th minute mark, that was uh, for Romero Soto of Colombia, the striker. So, yeah, maybe going too rough <laughs> right there, and that caused... That's a cause for the PK. So with that, once again, the powerhouse that she is coming from, uh, arguably right now, Man City, and uh, without question, Exit Courage, powerhouse team. Uh, no surprises really. So like you know, being able to pick the right the left the right side to or the correct side rather. <laughs> Uh, to score is no easy feat, you know, high pressure for the county of the goalie, but like really for the shooter as well. And, uh, you know, I guess she was, you know, super warmed up. Hit the right side, hit the correct side. <laughs> I usually do use the words right, so uh, some, something wants me to use the right. She picked the left side, which was correct. Uh, Go, the goalkeeper wasn't able to save that and yeah, went into the net for a PK goal. Third one for Samantha Mewis. She was ready to call it for the night. So 3 0 now for US as uh, a little bit later on. Subs. Rosabelle coming in for Mewis. And at the same time, Haran is out. I believe that was 
after uh, so many uh, uh, headers, and uh, I know that she had a uh, flop that was that was uh, or a fall that was caused by I didn't didn't uh, call for a yellow card. So it was a fall that was really rough um, made by one of the Colombian uh, players, and in comes Christy Mewis making her first start, her debut, for the USWNT. Very exciting. And continuing on, we go to towards the conclusion where it was the coming up party, the huge celebration for the family, I'm sure. <laughs> I like that delayed reaction to, uh, that was shown. I guess once you notice that you're possibly like on camera, uh, you know, you kind of start to, you know, overact or just, you know, start doing something, you know, more than you, uh, you know, start acting a little unnatural. Though, yeah, I mean, the excitement was there. Um, it was almost meant to happen by design, <laughs> you know, something, you know, first, uh, you know, pair to do this, um, between sisters in a single game, at least in the U.S., uh, you know, U.S. Uh, soccer history, and that becomes, what, the 85th minute mark, we have, with an assist by the GOAT, Harley Lloyd, to a successful goal by Christy Mewis. And that put the U.S. up 4-0. And number 22, their midfielder, midfielder for the Houston Dash, also 2020 Challenge Cup winner, proving, making her mark, putting a step on why she belongs. And uh, again, back to that... <laughs> <laughs> delayed reaction. I saw uh, Sathenius again in the crowd just casually clapping her her uh, elder sister. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's how like you know, uh, you know, younger uh, sibling uh, can be. So yeah. Um, then like a few seconds later, you know, I guess when she noticed, like, like oh, there you go. Let's get excited and yeah, uh, amazing moment for the Mia sisters and um, I don't believe it'll be replicated. We might see more of that. So yeah, I uh, this is very promising again uh, that uh, someone comes in, coming in. You know, we've seen it happen with the Thorns FC and you know in last year with the Sky Blue FC. You know, really stepping it up. And even for the Red Stars, for uh, Sarah Lubert, who was debuting for uh, the first uh, first appearance uh, during the fall series, uh, just checked in uh, from the bench and immediately scored within like, the first two minutes. So, and that takes us to the end and uh, 93rd minutes. Samantha 
Good match. I watched more of the first half. I saw some of the second half too. And dominant win. I would not be shocked if we saw a similar scoreline on Friday against Colombia. I think Colombia is totally fine as a squad, but they are no match for the United States team by any means. And alas, my good friends and fans of the Blog Sports Show, we have come to a close. Before we go, you say more, CJ. No, that's all, that's all I have. We just looked great. Four win, four nil W. Alrighty. So before we exit, I have some breaking news. As promised, this we mentioned just a few seconds ago international uh, friendly right so you know brazil uh, colombia you know south america we go how about let's go all the way across the pond all right so this is basically american versus european and the chicago red stars they will be participating in what's called the iwc for short so, Chicago Red Stars to participate in the inaugural International Women's Cup. And this will involve racing Louisville FC, and they'll join two UEFA Champions League Cups clubs in the tournament. And so, this is uh, huge, and we'll dive into it. Uh, this one, this is all going to happen. Uh, in August, so yeah, so I'm down the road, and at this point, I'm not sure if it's racing Louisville that will uh, team up with with them. There's gonna be uh, four matchups in total, and uh, it's gonna be happening at the racing Louisville FC's home, uh, their home uh, field. So yeah, more info at internationalwomenscup.com. More developments will go over. More future episodes. Uh, that's gonna be out of Louisville, Kentucky. And now, after our premature goodbye, CG GD Bainable and CJ myself must sign off. This well done. And very enlightening bonus NWSL 2021 draft plus 
Hope Solo article plus the National Women's Team's W versus Columbia. See you next time. Most likely, that'll be episode released maybe Friday or depending on scheduling stuff. Could be early next week. We shall see. But stay tuned for more content on the Book Sports Show in the future.